Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a G Radio, episode number 502, the first official episode of 2018 for January 15th. Uh, 2018 has begun, and first show we have Drew. Bueno. Bueno. Bueno noche. Uh, we have Jay. Namaste. And we have Ryan. Hate that snuggle bear. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck that one. That son of a bitch. God. Oh, man. Now that everybody has picked their favorite games of 2017, you never have to play those games ever again? No. Not true. I didn't finish half of them. Oh, well, you, you, gotta, you should probably do that. Probably. So I'm talking about games in 2018. Right. Don't start right. with me then. Drew, would you like to talk Drew, about you, some you video got, games? You got so many games to talk about, Drew. Tell us. <laughs> okay. Enlighten us. I played a brand new game from 2018 called Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch. Nice, sweet. Uh, I two episodes have went up. Um, did anybody here finish that game? No. no. You did not, Ken. No. Did you make it pretty far? Fifty hours. Okay. Um. <laughs> <coughs> I I think it's safe to say I kind of don't like this game. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um I hate the combat in that game. The combat is not great. But no. but tell us how Matt feels about the combat. Matt thinks it's great. Yeah. He says it's very strategic and, you know, raising up your familiars and choosing the right ones and all this other stuff. That's all well and good. But when your characters don't do what you want them to do, mm-hmm. it sucks. And let me tell you something. I got two party members. Half the time, they don't even bring out their familiars to use in battle. The other time, they will heal me when I have only one hit point. Well, you know, it was like I only got damaged once, and they're healing me automatically. So they're wasting their magic points. And the other time, they just like they spend half the battles dead. And I'm just like, this is useless. This is what? absolutely horrible. Wasn't there some AI stuff you can set so that they act in certain ways depending on the situation? Like, they're either more aggressive in combat or they're just more kind of passive and try to just constantly heal you and things well, of that nature? There is, but it doesn't work. Or mm-hmm. maybe it does work, but the thing is is that all your abilities, like your special attacks, your healing and stuff like that, all takes magic points. And they will just want, like, they'll, they'll waste all their magic points at the beginning of, like, let's say a boss fight, right? 
at the beginning of the match or the fight, it's like, it's fine. I'm getting healed. They're healing themselves, stuff like that. But once they run out of magic points, they just, they just lay over and die. You know, and, and, you know, a boss fight could take upwards to like 10 minutes. And after three minutes of the fight, I have two party members that are dead. And now I'm just running around having to do everything myself. Hmm. So have you considered that Matt understands how the game works and you don't? And then that's, that might be why you're having an issue. That's the thing is that I have every time I'm in a boss fight or a, a hard fight period, I, I keep asking myself, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Am I doing something wrong? I can't, I feel like I'm not figuring this shit out and I don't know why. Did you spend a lot of time like, leveling up and doing getting different familiars because like their elemental weaknesses and stuff like that really matters that's 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 the thing i have been i i okay, okay. i gr- the only reason i make it through boss fights is because i've grinded hmm. did you did you bump as well yes and whipped and nay nade sweet so i i don't know maybe like maybe i am playing this game wrong i wish somebody out there would help me out you know email us or something, and give me some friggin' hints here, because, like, I don't know. It's, it's been, like, seven years since I beat that game, so I can't really help you out. I barely remember anything about it. But I will tell you, Drew, you're not alone in thinking that the combat is kind of mediocre to bad. I also felt that way when I played it. I just kind of got through it, understanding the system. But I never really enjoyed it, because I didn't think... As you said, I don't think it was as responsive as it needed to be. You can press certain buttons to like get your guys together to, for like a dis- defensive maneuver when like a boss or an enemy is doing like an AOE attack, and it feels slower than it needs to be in order to actually react to those kind of attacks in a lot of different ways. And that's what actually has me excited for Nino Kuni too, because it's not gonna be like familiars in your party, you know, that you need to really worry about. It's gonna be your guys, and you have more direct control in combat than you do in you know Kuni one which is uh, a welcome change of pace for me but what surprised me is when i talked to matt he was into it like he was on board like 100 percent with the combat so i was like that's interesting to me because i thought that it would be matt having the most issues with the combat engine and you kind of just kind of going through it you know what i mean yeah. from the the past records as as uh as it were so it's kind of interesting but how do you feel about the not combat, like the story, the characters, the visual design, and everything. Uh, the visual design is fantastic. I think uh, it still looks great, even yeah. for a 2013 game on the PlayStation 2000, 3. 2010, dude. Oh, was it 2010 when that came 2010, out? 2010, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's it's a very charming game. Ah. And it's uh, it's I would say it's kid friendly. The issue is, I couldn't see a kid playing this game. Drippy. Uh, oh, yeah, Drippy's there. Drippy. Dumb mascot characters. And I don't know. <laughs> like I've I've made it to his home town, and I'm doing stuff there now. Uh, and then Matt told me like the next boss fight is really hard, so I guess I'm gonna have to do some grinding because <laughs> there's nothing else I can do in that game. But uh, yeah, playing through that. Um, it's okay. That's the thing. It's just like I like trekking through that freaking combat is not fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I what other hot games from 2010 are you playing now? Uh, Overwatch. 
<laughs> that came out a little soon, a little, a little later. That's true. Well, I'm I am actually curious about your experience playing on Xbox instead of PC. Do you see any kind of difference? Oh, there's, in... there's a major difference. Tell me. Uh, so that game, uh, if you, I have played on the PC for so long that when I jumped onto the Xbox version, there's two things. One, I started like I, I think I played like a free weekend once, so I was probably like level fifteen. I'm getting paired up with people who don't really know how to play this game. So I'm either steamrolling the yeah. crap out of them. Like I've got – dude, Ken, you were there. How many achievements did I earn like within the first two matches? Oh, yeah, because all the achievements are based around doing, you know, like massive kills with the ultimates. Yeah. And newbies just line up and let you do that. <laughs> oh my god, I was playing with McCree. I think I killed five guys with a high noon. <laughs> oh wow. And got that achievement and I was like, well that was easy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um it, so it, I feel like I'm I'm steamrolling guys, but if I'm playing with people if I'm not playing with Ken and just playing with randoms, I'm getting put with people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. So it's kind of frustrating. So the uh, the matchmaking hasn't quite caught up to your level of skill and knowledge no, yet. Okay. No, not yet. It takes time. Um, sure. The and the other thing I have noticed is that, and it could be just because of I'm playing with the new players. I have never seen so much spawn camping. No, really? No, and that's that's not just new players. That. Oh my god, the Xbox. Like I, I had never seen that much spawn camping in Overwatch until I played the Xbox version. It's all them that, call, it's that all them rarely COD happens kids. in PC. I know. That's yeah. all them COD kids. And I'm just like, wow, really? I mean, the, you got like three guys standing there at our spawn just waiting to kill us. Yep. So why don't you just walk out at six and just wreck them? I mean, we can attempt to, but the rest of my teammates aren't doing that. Yeah, you, you got to remember that he's being paired against people that don't know how to play, but he's also being paired yeah. with people that don't know yeah, how sure. to play. So if I'm Reinhardt and I got two, if I got a Reaper and a freaking Tracer behind me at spawn, and my guys are just running past, I can't really do anything. So it's it's really annoying. But I have never seen that in Overwatch more than I have on the Xbox version. That was wild. That's interesting. It's almost like a culture shock in a way, you know. It is. It, it really was a whole new, uh, whole new playing field. Um, and the other thing, I, I don't think it's fixed yet, Ken. The loading in that game is bad. Like characters won't load in. It's it's definitely on your end. I don't know what it is. I I don't either, but I know it's on your end because me and Justin and and even my wife don't have any issues with it. Now, see, I, I did search on the Blizzard forums, and there's people out there complaining about the Xbox One version where the characters aren't loading in fast enough. So, like, let's say I'm playing Mystery Heroes, right? If I switch, you know, and when you die, you switch characters. When I die and then respawn, it's a good probably 10 seconds before I can actually see my character's arms and weapon. Yeah. And then, and along and around the same time, I don't see anybody else. I don't see my teammates. I don't see the enemy. That is not... I don't run into that ever. And then at the end of the game, which everybody... I'm sure you guys saw the the video I put up. I didn't see... Any, when the game ended, there was... You know, you got your little highlight uh, intro. Didn't see anything there. Didn't show the, 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 the winning team's characters at all. And then it showed the play of the game. 
and there was nothing there. You just saw the camera moving around. I didn't see the hands of the person playing. I didn't see who he was killing. I didn't see the play of the game, period. The only time that that ever happened to me is a night I was having issues with lag. But the thing is, I don't. I'm not lagging in the game. Yeah, that, but that's. I wasn't lagging in that game either. But that was what the issue was: is that my internet was acting up, so my characters weren't loading. That's the only time I ever had that issue. That is so freaking weird. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I. I, I, I don't I, know how to fix that. I don't either. Unless it's some of that stupid Xbox Live permission crap. I mean, I, I deleted my profile, brought it back up, all that stuff, and I think it's still doing it. I mean, even even loading up the main menu, like when it, when I you know it shows the Blizzard Entertainment logo, and then it says hit A to to log in. It logs me in, and I'm staring at a blank screen for about 15 seconds before even play or modes or options even pop up. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I don't know. Blizzard, get on that. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Blizzard, get on it. It's been two years almost. So what do you feel? Like you're gonna be playing on the the Xbox more or the PC more when you have free time? I'm probably gonna play the Xbox one because I have people that I know that play. Fair enough. I mean you don't And you also like stomping new piece, I get it. Yeah, it's fine. It's it is fun to do that. <laughs> also, I had to turn off the auto aim assist. Man, that is that yeah, is some generous it's auto terrible. aim assist. I, it messes up my aim though, because it, it kind of I don't know, like when I, when I play somebody like Hanzo it, it messes up my aim. I don't like it. Yes, yeah, because it's not a hit scan. Like imagine you're playing junk rat and you're aiming directly at the guy, that's not gonna do anything, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I it I was turn wild. It, I turn it all the way off. I was playing Lucio and literally Junkrat jumped on one of his mines and shot himself in the air. And literally my gun, my reticle followed him in the air and I wasn't even moving it. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to turn that crap off immediately. I was like, oh, that's horrible. It's bad stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, it, once I get everything loaded in, it plays fine. I mean, I don't experience any lag either. So I don't know what's up with that. But, Yeah. Played some a good amount of time with you and you and and Justin a little bit, man. Justin, <laughs> I had forgot how angry he can get. Very angry. Holy moly! And I'm yeah. like, dude, just relax. It's just a game. So Ken wasn't exaggerating. Justin no, was like super rage pack. No, okay, absolutely wow. not. No, he is. <laughs> he's really bad. Wow, intense. And he's actually a pretty good player. He is. It's just, it's just that when something, if he dies, he's mad. And I'm but, like, dude, you're gonna yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna happen. Yeah. No matter how good you are. But anyway, yeah, play that. Okay. Um, and I'm playing a game for review. Uh, Iconoclast. Yeah, let's just go with that. That sounds good. Yeah. So Iconoclasts. Uh. Is a 2D Metroidvania Mega Man style game. Uh, Ken, you played some of it too. I did, and we should probably preface the fact that the owners, yes. the owners of N4G are publishing this game, so. Yes. There's that. So, full disclosure, I am reviewing a game that technically one of my bosses is publishing. <laughs> um, that's okay. I will give it a fair shake. 
I I am still under embargo, so I can't say if I like it or not. So when Drew but, gets fired, um, we can uh, start off the whole Jeff Gersman thing. We read the what's, what was that? Kane and what was Lynch. that controversy? Kane and Lynch. Yeah, Kane and Lynch. Yeah, and then Drew's gonna give this game like a three out of ten. He's gonna get fired immediately. We're gonna be like, oh no, it happened. It happened again. I highly doubt he will fire me because of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not gonna happen, but it'd be funny. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like a 2D Mega Man kind of game. Uh, there's, uh, it seems like you're going to be getting upgrades and stuff like that that you can then y- get farther in the game kind of thing. Any like examples of set upgrades? Anything interesting? Um, there's different things you can do with like uh, uh, the wrench. There's a mechanics wrench. Um, uh, and there's like it kind of goes along with this puzzle solving as well as like... Um, I mean, you can use it in combat as well, and then she has like a, a, a like a blaster almost. You can charge it. You can charge it. Okay. Um, there's some platforming in there. Um, it's just it's actually a really interesting game. You start collect like elements early on. Yeah. Uh, but I don't you, know what those are used for yet because I haven't started. I haven't got that far. I just defeated the first boss, which was it was it, it reminded me a lot of like a Mega Man X boss. Yeah. So uh, most of them will remind you of that. Okay, yeah, that's that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. I really like the art style. I do. Yeah, the the art style is really cool. Um, the uh, uh, the those materials that you're gathering is actually used for um, uh, crafting. I'll call them badges. I can't remember what they're called, but um, you can equip them and they give you like passive abilities. Okay. Like uh, they like you get a shield, like it protects you from a hit or. Uh, there's one where I think you do your attacks are a little stronger. Something to do with a wrench, but I can't remember what it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting world where uh, there's actually um, I'm sorry. I'll tell you what. I'll, let me let somebody else go. Somebody keeps calling me and I guess this is an emergency, so I'll be right back. Okay. Alright. Alright. So we'll talk about our kind of iconoclast in a minute. Jay, you want to talk about some video games? Yeah, sure, why not? Um, well, transitioning straight off to a review game that I'm doing as well. I'm playing the Escapist 2 on the Switch. Uh... You said you didn't play this game at all, Ken? No, I think I've booted it up at one point way back when mm-hmm. it first came out, and like I saw the tutorial menu, and I'm like, nope, I turned it off. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit intimidating for sure. Uh, Ryan, have you ever heard of The Escapist 2? Uh, I have. I, I think I actually played the first one. Wasn't the first one a PS Plus game? Probably uh, at some point. That sounds about right. Do you remember anything about it? Yeah, aren't you kind of like a uh, little little guys and you try to escape a prison isn't that kind of the the gist of it yeah you're like these 2d sprite thing looking yeah. things and yeah then, um, yeah 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 so i played <coughs> the first one yeah it's, it's very similar to the first one i personally didn't play the first one but i did play prison architect which i found to be kind of similar in a lot of different ways because it's, it's the same kind of just instead of you know just uh uh, actually, just kind of maintaining a prison and prison architect, you're kind of a prisoner, and then you're, you're basically trying to escape. And what it is that you have these sandbox levels that you can go into, and they're pre-made. Uh, you can either create your own character or go in with a randomized character, and uh, you can just go in and try to find a way to escape. So 
you have a daily routine. So every day you start out with like roll call and then you have breakfast and then you have a bit of free time and then you have, you know, lunch and you have uh, mandatory exercise, your showers and all that stuff. And you have to go to these things. Uh, if you don't, then your your kind of heat level rises and people are going to be starting to like look out for you because you're not where you're supposed to be. So you don't want to do that. So you don't want to cause any attention. So you want to keep going to these places when when you need to go. But at the same time, you want to start looking around, scavenging for items to try to combine and craft like tools that will help you escape. And um, the idea is cool. I mean, you know, I mean, prison escape is is a very, very interesting thing to do um, as far as like an actual activity, Uh, trying to get favors from other people by doing um, like little quests for them, trying to find items for them. All good ideas. But the thing about it is that there is a a sense of ritual in the game that I think kind of settles into too fast because you have to go to these places. Otherwise, you're kind of screwed in a lot of ways. So you always have to do those things. And in between, you're trying to go around scavenge for things. So it seems like a big glorified scavenger hunt in a lot of ways. Uh, just trying to look for items and the locations of the items are randomized, it seems like. Uh, they generate new ones every other day or every day or something like that. So I'm like going into other people's uh, cells, lo- looking through their desks, like looking for like duct tape and pieces of metal to try to make a shovel or or whatever. And um, it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of it's kind of boring. It's I thought it would be interesting trying to figure out the various different ways I can try to escape from said prisons, but it feels like in the two different, well, three different scenarios that I play so far, all I'm always trying to do is I'm just basically going to the places that I need to uh, at the right times. Uh, and in between the free times, I will go through people's like drawers and stuff like that, look for items, get very specific items to craft things like a shovel, try to get a wire cutter. And then once I have those, I just kind of scout out the area to see where I can escape from. And then that's basically the way it goes. And this isn't re- it doesn't really get much more interesting than that from what I've seen. And that, that seems like a missed opportunity because escaping from prison ought to be something that uh, should involve a lot of different steps, a lot of different ways you can do it, uh, a lot more interesting ways of interacting with your other fellow prisoners to like do things like inside riots and all that stuff. And there are things you can do like that, but it's it seems overcomplicated in some areas where it doesn't need to be. And it seems overly simplified in ways where it should it shouldn't be either because you you should have more options in making these items. You shouldn't have to have specific items to make one thing. If you want to make a makeshift uh, like a knife, right? It shouldn't be two items and two items only that you can combine into a shiv. That is the whole point of a shiv. You can make basically make a shiv out of anything. You know what I mean? So making it very limited in the crafting elements is is really bothersome. Uh, outside of that, uh, which I should be probably writing, the, I'm I'm pretty comfortable. I played a, a lot of hours into it, so I'll probably write the review up tonight. Um, two games that I played uh, that kind of came out recently. Well, it hasn't even come out yet. Um, did you try uh, the Dissidia NT uh, Final Fantasy NT uh, beta at all, Ken? I downloaded it last night, but it's playoff football weekend, so I haven't played much <laughs> of anything. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, Ryan, I, I I imagine you're not interested. No, I'm not. Yeah, I figure so. Um, did you play the PSP version of it at all, Ken? No, no, I've no, never I, touched I a Dissidia game. Oh, you did? You did, Drew? Yeah, I played a ton of the first Dissidia. Oh yeah, did you like tell me about it? Like, what you like about the game? Like, how do you feel about the uh, ones coming up? Um, I, I think I got my fill of Dissidia after that one. Um, 
I played a little bit of the what Duo Decim, I think was what it was called, the second one. Yeah, it's kind of an expansion slash sequel. Yeah, it had lightning in it. Um, it, it was okay. Uh, I played the story mode. See, that, that was one of the good things. It had a robust story mode where you played pretty much everybody um, and saw their story. Um, the fighting was okay. It was a little haphazard for my tastes. Did it feel to you when you were playing it, and you said you put a lot of hours into it, right? Yeah, I did. Did, did it feel a little sluggish and kind of like, not as responsive as you feel like it should be in in some parts. Uh, that plus, I think the camera was absolutely horrible. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Yeah, the uh, camera was really bad. It felt like a, a I don't want to say it like this, but it felt like a wannabe like Naruto game. <laughs> and and Naruto is actually a, a pretty decent one of those games. Right, right. Um, Arena Fighter, I guess, would be the best best way to say it. Um, and it also felt like any time. Who it was? It was a race to whoever got the the supercharge fastest. Because once you got to, once you got like supercharged, mm-hmm. you could do your ultimate attacks, and those would just wreck people. Okay. Um. In the game that I played in the city NT, you didn't play the beta at all, right? No, I haven't touched it. Uh, it's still going on right now, I think. Um. So if you want to download it, it's free for everybody. So give that a, give that a look if you want. Um. I will say that something that is concerning to me, especially, is that. The story mode that you're talking about, the robust story mode, doesn't seem to be included in the beta. What they do is that you play these matches, like uh, like either there's only like three on three matches you can do against AI, or you can also do one versus one against people, which is nice. But I would also have really liked one versus one against AI because you know how the 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 life system works in Dissidia. You have a set number of lives, right? Yeah. And once you get knocked out that many times. That means your team loses. But if you have a teammate of two AI and they both die twice, you die regardless of how well you were doing, you know? So mm-hmm. if your AI partners are assholes and they just kind of like to get themselves killed off, then you have no chance to win whatsoever. You know what that sounds really like? Frustrating. That sounds like Nino Cooney. <laughs> Gotta bring it back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is fair. Yeah, bad AI in uh, in games where you have to really be conservative with that kind of resource uh, is very, very bothersome for sure. And I, that, I felt that way when I was playing the uh, three-on-three and two of my guys were AI. <clears throat> when I played online, it was better. But, you know, I mean, I prefer the one-on-one fight because at that point, if if I lose, it's entirely my fault and no one else's. And, you know, and then I can learn my lessons from there. But if it's just my teammate just getting killed off just by doing stupid things and standing around for no reason, then I, I learned nothing. You know, from from that experience at all. So, uh, other than that, you after you do these matches, you get these things called like memory cores or something like that, and you use them to unlock these cinematics, which are the story elements. Like you see the the beginning cinematic, which you get for free, and then after that, you play some matches and you earn a core to unlock a new memory, and then it's like a cinematic showing you some perspectives with different characters in this war versus like good and evil or whatever the hell this is. And then you only have a select few of story cutscenes, but if that's how they're doing the game, and all you're doing is just doing side activities and then getting these cores to like unlock cinematics, and that's it. That's kind of lame to me, you know. I think uh, the original The City had had a lot more going for that front. Uh, the game also has loot boxes now. Ooh, yeah. There's tons of items that you can unlock, whether they're costumes or like icons and all that jazz, and. Um, which is kind of lame, you know. You get yeah, you get a lot of points for loot boxes by leveling up your 
profile just by playing either in you know, offline or online, but seems kind of uh, you know unnecessary functionality that's kind of going in with the times as usual. Uh, and uh, once again, you can also shop at PlayStation Network to buy more of these tokens to get more loot boxes quickly. Uh, I don't think they have anything that will allow you to be stronger in the game. I think it's mostly or just all cosmetic icons and costumes, but still, you know, it's... Eh. Yeah, why, why, why add it? Why not allow me to? If I want that really cool costume for the character that I like to playing the most, I shouldn't have to unlock a thousand loot boxes and hope for the best. I should just be able to get a bunch of points and unlock the costume, or just be good at that character to unlock the costumes. God that makes damn a lot more costumes! Goddamn costumes! But you know how it is in Overwatch. At least you get coins, right? And then you can eventually get the thing that you want by saving up those coins. But doesn't seem like that was a choice in the city uh, NT, and that's uh, that's disappointing because you know I'm getting costumes for like Bart's who that, who I don't use. I'm getting costumes for like uh, who's like uh, like Warrior of Light that I don't use. And I'm like, yeah, Final I wanna, Fantasy One. Yeah, I wanna I wanna get a costume for like Terra from like Final Fantasy Six, you know, uh, or, or like Cloud or something like that. Get his um, Avan Children costume, which looks really cool uh, on the, in the game. But no, like I can't, you know, you just got to roll the dice. So my opinion of the game hasn't really improved. Like I wasn't really excited for this game uh, just just by hearing about it from, you know, seeing like the screenshots and all that. And this uh, beta hasn't really changed my opinion. Um, it's going to be a rental for me at best. I'm definitely not going to buy it. But uh, hopefully, you know, all these things will pan out. Maybe it'll have a full story mode in the actual game where it's actually fun to play. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I tried to play the Dragon Ball Fighter Z uh, beta, which actually opened up today to everybody, and um, failed to connect the server. Is is the result of that? Wonderful. Uh, yeah. So you can't. I think uh, Bandai Namco and the uh, Arc Systems Works is underestimating the popularity of Dragon Ball games in general. <laughs> kind of like what they did with Xenoverse uh, One, where the game was almost unplayable online for the first week and a half. Uh, I hope they will learn the demand that this game is going to pull in. Uh, and when the game actually launches, it'll you know it'll be in a stable format. But uh, as it is now, I have not been able to spend a single minute play- of playing the game. I-, I heard on Twitter that they might be extending the time for the beta because of this issue. But uh, they don't know when this uh, server issue is going to be fixed. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Like definitely not today, at the very least. So, <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll see how that hopefully goes. it's soon because the game launches in like a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very excited for this game. Everything I've seen about it, uh, I know a lot of people that have played it personally, like like extensively, many like ten, twelve, fifteen, you know, hours of just straight playing the game, and they love it. And uh, I can trust their opinion because they also enjoy the kind of games that I also enjoy. So. <clears throat> I'm excited to play it, but it it comes out on the same day as Monster Hunter World, so it's like what you know I, you know you you're making me choose, and no game is gonna win against Monster Hunter World at this point. So yeah, I know what I'm playing. So yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like Overwatch, said, it's, it's a tough sell. Uh, what are you saying, Ken? Drew said he knows what he's playing. I said Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch will definitely take a backseat once Monster Hunter World comes out. <laughs> yeah, this it's gonna be Monster Hunter all day every day. You gotta join us, Ken. Come on, man. Nope. You really should, man. I mean, you'll have some fun. You like Tokiden? Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, Tokiden is a different beast than uh, Monster Hunter. But you know what? Like, if you don't like Monster Hunter, that's cool with me. But, you know uh, what? Boy. Just 
Just let him. Just let him wallow in his. I know. I know. I know. In his unhappiness at not having a game like Monster Hunter to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> you miserable bastard. We pity you. Oh yeah, I'm sad over here. Oh yeah, you're you're crying <laughs> up a river over there. I can hear it. But the, me, Ryan, and Drew will be all on board hunting some big ass monsters and making some cool ass cool ass equipment. It's gonna be great. Uh, the the games that I also kind of put more time into uh, this week is some games that I played uh, last year and you know continuing to play this year because I haven't completely finished it as much as I wanted to. Is Divinity Two. And I spoke a lot about it during the Game of the Year show, so I'm not going to go into detail about this game and why it's so great. It is it is a fantastic game. It's one of the best games of 2017 for sure. Um, and in my opinion, I think it's probably the best game for like a PC exclusive as far as that goes. So uh, there's that. But I will also say that the game does have its share of flaws. So don't like, you know, don't don't let don't let me. Let my praises make you believe the game is perfect. No, the game has a lot of issues with uh, some like movements and stuff like that. Like, do you know how frustrating it is when you have a party of four dudes and then you want to get to a point in the map and then your 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 main character goes through a little puddle of like oil slash fire that does like five damage to me out of uh, out of like a pool of 1800 health and then the rest of my party who is controlled by ai has a bright idea that like oh no there is this puddle of fire in the way so i can't directly go this way so i need to go around 10 billion miles away around the map and try to auto correct where i need to go so i have to unselect my character take manual control of my other character click that one that one over there Manual collect, uh, manual control of the other, other, and then do that. All the while, while the character that I place in the front over there is trying to make its way to the back of the party, so it's like it's trying to come back through the fire, and then oh, like little shit like that that happens constantly really bothered me. Like small, small improvements in the AI would have really done the game a, a really a lot of good, but you're gonna have to suffer those issues. There's also the issues of like there is way too much shit in that game. There's too much content. And I don't think they did everything that they needed to. So I would run into items, and the item would be called placeholder item underscore X146. And then there's a lot of those kind of things where just shit is missing. Either the the graphics are not all there, or the item information is just not there yet. Uh, after some patches, it got better. I started seeing a lot less of those things, but uh, it is there. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna feel. Uh, some of those things happening. And the other game that I played a lot of recently is I went back to Mary Skelter on PS Vita. Yes, PS Vita in 2018. What's that? It's awesome. It's a great handheld system. It's better than the Switch uh, by miles. It's uh, it's the best handheld device ever created by mankind. It's just fantastic. Man, why uh, are more people buying this thing? Hey, man, you know... The thing is, nobody needs to buy it anymore because everyone has one, you know? That's oh, yeah. It oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it has an installed base of like 7 billion at this point, so nobody needs to buy it anymore. So we're good. You know? Okay. The job is done. Uh, but Merrick Skelter is still great. You know, I, nothing really to add from what I, what I said about last time. But I will say that just like most dumb anime JRPG games, they have to throw in some one perverted element to it. And in this game is that well, that girls... caters that caters directly to ninety percent of the Vita install base. So <laughs> you're probably Ooh. not wrong, Ryan. So I won't correct you. <laughs> I, this is coming from a Vita owner. I haven't. 
to be in the 10% of that install base, but man, oh man, I look at some of the games that get ported to that system. Let me tell you something wholesome, wholesome activity you can do bundled together with your family, okay? This is what you do in this game. It's not mandatory that you do this, but there is a thing called a, a corruption cleansing, right? And what it is that girls, these girls are fighting in battle, and sometimes they get the blood of their enemies on them, and it corrupts them slowly over time, and it's not good for them. So you need to cleanse them. And what you what they what they do is that basically they're wearing their swimsuits, they're covered in blood, and you have to vigorously rub your finger over the parts where they're covered in blood. Oh my god! In order to cleanse them of the blood, and uh, yeah. This is why this is why I haven't purchased a game for the Vita in five years. But Ryan, I tell you, the game is actually good. It has just this one ignorable element but that you don't need to use ever. There's always one ignorable element like that in everything that comes out on the system. It's like every game on the system has some sort of creepy ass part to it. Ryan, I, you know. I'm sure you don't judge me for playing a game with that singular element in it. Oh, actually, you probably do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that I wouldn't judge you because I play the game, the dungeon crawling, the combat, the uh, the systems. Uh, was it uh, the class systems? It's really intricate. Um, the enemies are really difficult and challenging. The bosses, the way the nightmares chase you through these dungeons until you can finally go and destroy the core and then make them vulnerable so they can finally kill that thing that's been hounding you for like hours, you know? incredibly satisfying and fun to do so the game itself is really cool it's you know it's got this idea of these fairy tale characters come to life and they have like these old uh, old elements of themselves that they cling to so you have your main character the guy that you're playing as you're playing as jack you know jack from the famous uh the you know jack, jack, and, and, the jack and the yeah, beanstalk yeah and then he has this subconscious and overwhelming urge to climb the tower that he needs to climb in order to get out of this jail that he's in. And he doesn't understand why he has this urge. And you have uh, characters like Snow White, Cinderella, and they all have their bases from fairy tale. And that translates over to their powers and abilities, as well as their personalities, too. And when you take into consideration the, you know, the, the exploration of the dungeons, which are well-crafted, the combat with the class system and the interesting storyline, it's, like, it's a good game. It just has this one dumb element that didn't need to be there. And then it just kind of ruins it for some people. It's kind of a bummer. But like Ryan said, it does cater towards what a lot of people want. And I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy to you know, kill the... Uh, the joy of people that like this stuff but when i was doing that for the first time i was like come on am i do i really have to as i fucking vigorously rub my fingers on my vita i was like god damn it just let him just finish i just did it once and i was Weird, done with dude. it what's the name of this game again uh mary Drew, drew's intrigued drew's like i'm gonna pick this got up him. you got me sinker, baby you got me yeah no what's it no, called again I didn't it's hear called you. uh mary skelter nightmares I've never heard of this. But like you said, the the premise sounds intriguing. Yeah, dude, it's actually a good game. This is a I would compare this game to the Etrian Odyssey games, the 3DS, in in terms of the the class system and the combat and everything. It's a very cool game. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. And you know, you know, you just ignore the dumb perverted element that just threw in there for fan service reasons. And then the rest of the game is pretty cool. So yeah, and uh, that's basically does it for me. Yeah, back of the box quote right there. The nibble, the nipple rubbing is excellent. 
the nipple. I'm looking at the back of the box. It doesn't say that. Oh, no, it's going to. It's going to. <laughs> I'm holding the box right now. It doesn't because say that, okay? It's because your review's not done yet. That's right. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, oh, boy. All right. So let's move on to the Walmart. All right. So um, I haven't. Uh, I haven't played all that much, but uh, I have played some more Assassin's Creed Origins, trying to get that wrapped up, or at least as close to wrapped up as I can get it before um, Monster Hunter World comes out. Ryan, did they come out with the Explorer patch? <clears throat> did they come out with the what? The Explorer patch. The um, the patch that has that museum thing where you can go around the world and tells you interesting things. No combat, no nothing. You just You know what I'm talking about? I hear about this for for assassin's creed yeah yeah dude assassin's creed one that's like it, the biggest selling point for me that's they what haven't I'm for. they haven't added that yet it's due in the next title update i think which is towards the end of january so yeah somebody, heard, give, me, heard heard january. somebody give me the 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 rundown on this thing what is it um so basically uh you know how assassin's creed origin has this really intricate and detailed world of egypt that they built right? yeah absolutely yeah yeah so what it is that you would go to these places of note, like a historical note and all that jazz, and you would be taken through a tour, a literal tour where there's like a voiceover about talking about the the various things like these artifacts and what they were used for, the kind of people that were that used to inhabit these areas, and there would be like over like dozens of these things around the world that you can go to. You have freedom of movement wherever you want to go. You can kind of like zip around places as like the whole entire world is available to you from the very beginning. Uh, and just just go to places, and it's just like a giant sandbox museum. And you just learn wow. about Egypt and just explore at your own uh, own leisure. That's cool. No, I haven't. I hadn't heard about that. I uh, I have actually already, as I mentioned last week, been to everywhere in the <laughs> right. uh, the the world here. But I think that's a, a fantastic addition. No, I, that's the first I've heard of it. So I'll, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. All right. Um, I am now going back through and. Um, uh, trying to finish some quests um, using my Final Fantasy 15 weapons <laughs> that I got in the crossover last week. The Chocobo. Uh, did, did I, you t- did I talk about that already? Uh, I don't think so. I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah so there Final was a, Fantasy crossover. Yeah, so there was a there's a quest that they added to to Origins, and I didn't know it was Final Fantasy crossover until like the cinematic part started, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's about the most Final Fantasy ass thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, they, um, it starts by putting this like green quest marker on your map uh, that you can go find, and when you go find it, um, when you're like in the area, all of a sudden this meteor just comes streaking out of the sky and slams into the ground, and. Uh, so your your character goes, oh, I better check that out. So you run over there, and you find this meteorite that has blown this big hole in the sand and has uncovered, uh, like, an entrance to a temple. Um, and there's, like, a diagram on the wall of the temple, and there's a big number 15 in Roman numerals at the bottom of it. <laughs> and uh, you basically have to solve a little puzzle. And it opens it up to some character and guys if i had played final fantasy 15 i'm sure i would recognize this character i have no idea who it is um but you go in this little room and all of a sudden this like cage of light is there and this dude comes walking out of it 
And then all of a sudden in the sky, there's like this other dude that's flying with like metal wings that kind of look like swords. <laughs> and this sounds like the most Final Fantasy thing ever. That's exactly what I'm saying. But does it sound like anything from 15 though? And so like the wings, like he he pulls his wings in around him and shoots like a whole hundred million swords or whatever down into the that's temple where you're at. This, yeah. And um, and then the the dude gives some little weird finger motion or something and disappears and uh it leaves behind this like um sword that looks like it has an engine on it sure mm-hmm. yeah that's the, the I that literally called the engine, the engine blade. blade yeah in the game it's called here hold on i'll tell you what it's called in the game in this game it's called the ultima blade oh yeah yeah that's uh that's only a this ultimate weapon only a blade forged in insomnia would tirelessly absorb the life force of fallen foes, is what it says. This is the description. Okay. Uh, and then you also get Zedric, which is a legendary shield, uh, which is like a golden black kind of shield. But they are dramatic increases in power from the weapons that I had. The axe that I was using before um, did 177 damage per second. This sword does 232. Um, so it's it's a substantial increase. Um, did you have to pay anything to this? Or nope. did it just happen? That's cool. Nope. DLC. Nice. Um, <laughs> it just, just sort of dynamically puts it in the game. I don't know if it's still active or not. I can't see because it's I've already completed it. So I don't know if it's still active or not. Um, but if you're playing Assassin's Creed Origins and it is still active and you can find the quest marker, I would say it's definitely worth the I mean the the puzzle is super easy um and uh you get really good gear out of it, so I would recommend it. Um and it you, it even has like um uh Final Fantasy style effects when you use the sword like it it puts like sparks around it when you th- when you uh, like white sparks when you swing the sword and stuff like that so um it's i mean even though i'm not a final fantasy guy it's pretty neat and like i said it's really good loot so i was i was all on board for it hmm. um so i'm making my way through the main story and also some side quests it's just so hard for me to stick to the main story of this game and not um do the side quests cuz the side quests are really appealing and they lead well into each other uh other than that i've played a decent amount of cuphead okay this week with my son uh god that game is hard mm-hmm. uh, so hard um, how's your progress so far we have beaten i don't know i think we're three bosses in i think we've beaten three bosses on the second island um that's Pretty much where we're at. So you got you guys at the first few first like flying mission and stuff like that. Yeah, we've beat um, okay. a couple of the flying missions. So, um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 really good. It's well made, but God, it is so freaking punishingly hard. Uh, well, you guys not seems... seeing the easy mode? You're just doing uh, the regular mode. Well, we've um, we've been trying to do regular mode so we get the soul contracts, mm-hmm. but. There- couple times where we had to just bump it down just so we could progress right um, and then come back later um but even the i mean even the simple ones can be hard depending on which boss it is they're just not as hard um but uh man that game that game is punishing 
and it it gets to a point in co-op at least where I'm like, okay, dude, we got to stop. I can't keep playing this and beat my head against a wall. Um, <laughs> it feels harder in co-op than it does in single player. Uh, there were a couple bosses that we couldn't beat in co-op that I was able to beat in single player. Um, I don't I don't know if the bosses have more health or what the deal is, but it certainly seems harder to beat in co-op than single player. Not to mention the fact that um, there's just so much stuff happening on screen that adding another player and all that player's bullets just make it kind of hard to tell what's happening. Um, so that doesn't help either from a co-op perspective. But it's a good game. It's just, man, it's freaking <laughs> hard. Oh, yeah. And I'm not a bullet hell guy anyway. And uh, that game can seriously turn into a bullet hell uh, on some of the levels where it's just like, man, I don't even know where the hell I'm supposed to go to avoid uh, the projectiles here. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I played a little bit of MLB The Show, but that's really about it. Um, other than that, I'm just getting ready for uh, for Monster Hunter, which will be pretty much all I play once it comes out. I'm so ready, dude. It's not even it's not even a joke at this point. Like um, every game that I'm playing, the, every game that I'm playing, at the back of my mind, I'm playing the game, but I'm like, this game isn't Monster Hunter. It's like, yeah. I could be playing. It's 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 not it's it's not healthy. It's not yep, healthy. I agree. We got uh, two weeks. Yep, two weeks. All right. Well, I'll finish this up. I'll talk about some stuff I played recently. Uh, played Blossom Tales. I think I talked about a little bit about it on the game. Yeah, you mentioned it about the game that's um, very similar to Legend of Zelda, right? Yeah, Link to the Past. <clears throat> uh, essentially an homage to Link to the Past. It even uses the magic meter from A Link Between <clears throat> Worlds for your items. So like bombs and arrows and things use the magic meter. Excuse me, I did the cough button there. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's very good. I've played through another dungeon. That game continues to be interesting and fun, and I'm having a blast with it. Uh, I also tried out uh, Battle Chef Brigade, because everybody had been talking about that game. Oh yeah, I talked about that before, Ken. How do you like that game? I don't like that game. You don't? Oh, that's, the, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Why don't you like about it? So... It says it's a mix between, you know, match three puzzle and, like, side-scrolling combat. Side-scrolling combat's fine. I think it's a mm-hmm. little generic. I think people, sure. you know, sell that thing up way too much. Like, they talked about it like it was some kind of in-depth combat. I'm like, no, nah, it's really kind of Oh, simple. no, it's, it's pretty simplistic, but it gets the job done. Yeah, I just, I just didn't find it that fun. Uh, and then the match three puzzle game... I mean, is it just me, or does it not explain itself very well as to what you're supposed to do? Because it's like... It looks like freaking Bejeweled, but it doesn't work like freaking Bejeweled. <laughs> I don't remember how Bejeweled works because it's been so long, but I can tell you how the Battle Brigade works. I mean, Bejeweled was match three puzzle. You match, you know, different things, and then they disappear from the board and drop down. And I felt like in Battleship Brigade, sometimes they would drop down, but other times I would match like four, and it would just sit there like, yeah, what, bitch? Um, the way it works in uh, Battle Chef Brigade is that each of the elements have a level. Every time you match three, they combine into the next tier of that and become one. 
and what it is that each one of these things are, are like a higher tier of that. So if you want to match three along with that, you need the uh, you need two more of those level two ones, and then there's a higher level on top of that. That's why your your level or your kind of like block is very condensed. So you have to really choose wisely, like what you're gonna what ingredients you want to put in there. So it just kind of comes into thinking the number of ones you want to put in, and the higher tier ones will score better at the end of the day. Um, so it doesn't work like Bejeweled's. It's a different system. So if you go into thinking that if you combine three, they disappear, and disappear is good, that's not how that works. You want to have a bunch of things in there. You just want to have them leveled up by matching them with three of the uh, of the same kind. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess it could be explained better uh, if you didn't under uh, if you didn't uh, understand it right away. It's just definitely not the the way Bejeweled works. Yeah, no, it just I don't know the two parts of that game, those two particular gameplay portions. I didn't think were all that particularly good. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, I mean, the characters are kind of neat and their dialogue's funny, but. <laughs> Like we were talking about earlier, is is, is that's some very Japanese ass stuff, and the <laughs> gameplay the gameplay is not really driving me through it. So I was kind of like, eh, eh maybe the same for me. Um, I also played a game called Never Stop Sneaking. Um, I heard about that. So Drew, when you get a Switch, this is one of the first games you should buy. Um, it's. I hear this is Metal Gear Solid Reborn. It uh, well, let's 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 curb that statement for a minute. So, this is made by the guy that made uh, Dust in Elysian Tale. Okay, yeah, I know that. Um, and essentially, it's Metal Gear Solid in presentation and aesthetic. So, he has okay. nailed the PS1 look of the characters, the world, the music. Feels like uh, like somebody listened to the soundtrack and then made their own soundtrack. Um, there's weird little codex sequences, you know, there's... Uh, goofy cutscenes and over-the-top characters and, you know, things like that. Uh, but the game itself is a simple... You, you don't use any buttons. You play the game solely with the analog stick. So you walk around, everything's contextual. If you walk up to an enemy and their vision cone is not on you, you immediately stealth kill them. Um... If you pick up items around the world, like bullets or uh, like uh, EMP grenades, things like that, if you're spotted, uh, you will automatically use them. Um, as you progress through the level, you collect these little uh, shards that will in turn allow you to upgrade your base and give you uh, extra you know, slots for bullets or extra health. Um, there are boss fights. Again, it is all contextual you move to the spot and things it's it's hard to explain but man it works and i don't know how he pulled it off that it works that you don't actually have to press any buttons but that game is super interesting on that level alone and it's it's really well done uh and it's also worth noting that the the colonel the guy that plays the colonel in the game he's voiced by aaron hansen from game grumps (laughs) Which is, okay. Oh, really? Kind of hilarious. Is it? Does he play it off like uh, Metal Gear Awesome? Yeah, kinda. He kind of has that. He's got like a like a southern twang to his voice. Like, what happened to my coffee cup? It's just, <laughs> it's pretty great. It's. I swear, if you if you are a fan of the original Metal Gear Solid, when you get a Switch, definitely download this game. It is it is super cool. Does it have the Metal Gear Solid storytelling? 
Yes, like this, the over-the-tops. Like, the beginning of the game is literally the colonel jumping out of an airplane, and then uh-huh. he lands with no parachute and catches his coffee cup. Like, and it does, like, the slow motion, like, zoom in on his face, and it's it's great. It's so it's, like, unapologetic, like, bombastic nonsense kind of deal. Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I'm down with that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, all the bosses are, like, the first boss you fight is a Hind D, because of course it is. So, you know. But no, okay. that that game is that game is stupendous. I, I I'm having a ball with it. Do you know how much this game is? It's fifteen bucks. I I actually bought it, but yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and then uh, I mean, obviously, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. Uh, since my wife started playing and Drew started playing, like we've got four people now. Um, but what the what characters is your uh, wife uh, kind of you know leaning towards? She's Moira all the time. Uh, All the time. Uh, yeah. Well, she okay, started. Cool. She started trying to uh, expand out last night. We were playing. She was switching between Lucio and Diva. So she's she's branching out. That's good. That's good. That's that's what you got to do. You yeah. Can't be that one trick. Um, and then as Drew said earlier, Justin gets really mad at Overwatch. So one night when she stopped playing and nobody else was playing, he was like, "I want to play something else." So we attempted to play Van Helsing three. Um, I gotta say I don't like that game very much. It feels convoluted for the sake of being convoluted. Um, so then we switched over to PUBG, and um, I played a lot of PUBG. <laughs> I figured he'd get the most mad about that game. Nope, he never got mad once playing that game. That's interesting. Yep. So we were playing duos, so if you don't know what duos are, so everybody should probably know the premise of that game now. 100 people on an island, last yeah. one surviving mm-hmm. wins. In duos, everybody's in two-person squads. <clears throat> so there's 50 teams of two. <clears throat> so we were playing that mode. Um, highest we got was eighth. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, we still haven't won, unfortunately. Uh, but that game is the game of water cooler moments. So things will happen in that game that you talk about uh, that are just super fun. Uh, so, for example, one of the matches we were playing, it's the one that we got to the end that we ended up placing eighth. We got to the final circle to where it was like literally like two feet of space for people and everybody that was left had a car and everybody was just doing donuts around each other. Um, and then somebody shot him cause we were driving a buggy. So somebody shot him off the back of the buggy and he landed on top of one of the other people who was prone laying next to a tree. And he was like, there's a guy laying next to me, come and revive me. So I just took the car and drove over both of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, but no that that game, that game is super fun when you when you when you get into it and you like figure out the systems and how things work in that game and that's really fun. I'm having a, I'm having a ball with that game, and they seem to be patching it like once a week, so it, it definitely has gotten better. But there are still some weird quirks. The control scheme in that game takes a long time to get used to. So, but no. Uh, that's, that's most of what I played. Um, I'll probably play some more PUBG. That game's pretty fun. Okay. We're glad to have the perspective of someone that's playing PUBG, because that is, like, the most popular game that's being played right now. Well, one of the most popular, and then none of us were really playing it, so it's good to have a perspective of someone that's actually getting into it. Nice. Yeah, I'll be very interested when they add that new map. 
uh, because like I'm I'm starting to get used to this map, so I'm starting to know where things are. Like I know where the hot zones are. I know where people are going to spawn if they want to fight, mm-hmm. and I know where to spawn if I don't want to fight. But sometimes it sucks because we'll spawn somewhere on the map, and then the circle will be like all the way on the other side of the map. So it's like, oh well, we got a couple machine guns and some some bulletproof vests or you know some police vests. Uh, we should probably start running because we got to make it to the circle before we die. <laughs> but no, that game's fun. You think that game will continue with its popularity throughout 2018 or something? It's gonna, you know, how like when uh, like a game like Daisy became incredibly popular for like a like a year or two. And everyone was talking about it. You know, that was kind of the water cooler moment game at that time. And then that game kind of disappeared off the face of the face of the map, you know. Uh, still in early access, I think. And it just never really took off after a certain point. Do you think PUBG will share the same fate where it just kind of disappears after being hot for a few, like one or two more years and then just disappear? Or do you think it's going to have the longevity of, say, something like a game of like, uh, like a League of Legends or like a Dota or even Overwatch at this point? I, I really don't know. I think it's all going to be based around, you know, how they keep that fresh. Mm. Like, what new content can they possibly bring to it to keep people interested in playing it? Because you can already feel some people like, well, you know, I've kind of seen what needs to be here. The new map got a lot of people excited. Um, okay. Stupid things, like the fact that they added vaulting and everybody went nuts over it. Like, if they continue to add stuff like that, that kind of mixes up the game. I think it'll continue to be popular, but we'll talk about it in news, but there's definitely some copycats floating around. And sure. It's, it's, sure. It's getting crazy how many people want to try to capture that, and I think maybe you should just leave it alone. Cause... You think? I, don't, I think more people should try to copy it, personally. I think PUBG is not the best way of doing this. Their Their take on it is certainly pure, and it's what it's what it's trying to accomplish, but I think there are so many different elements where it could improve, uh, not just in you know obviously the performance side, uh, because that's like universally terrible for PUBG, uh, regardless of what kind of platform that you're playing on. I'm talking about like addi- additional like the combat elements, making things more interesting and uh, more variety in the type of weapons that you have. So I want to see more copycats personally. I think this is a fantastic idea, and we haven't hit. Uh, how good it could be uh, at its full potential is, is the way well, I see it. Well, what bothers me about the copycats is people just rushing to do them. Mm, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, true. not everything needs it. You want to yeah. go out and craft your own PUBG with your own original ideas? Cool. You want to add it to your existing game that's kind of half-assed? No, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, if everyone, every game going forward is going to have a PUBG Battle Royale kind of mode, then uh, that would certainly not be welcome. But I'm talking about the ones that are really serious about uh, following through and have their own original ideas. Yep, I'm okay with that. Sure. All right, so let's talk about what's coming out this week. 2018 is going to kick off pretty strong. Um, as, as everybody's mentioned already, Monster Hunter, Dragon Ball, those are the big games coming out soon. But this week... We are getting Albert and Otto. The adventure begins. What? What is what that? Is that? I, I don't know. It's Albert and Otto. It's Albert and Otto. The the beginning of their adventure. Apparently, um, <laughs> finally, after two years in early access, Street Fighter Five is releasing this this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the arcade edition, which how I, much is that? It's forty bucks, and I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm super stoked <laughs> to play this. Because it finally adds everything I wanted from Street Fighter Five. 
Like what? Uh, arcade mode. I love the idea of the six different style arcade mode that takes you through the lineage of the Street Fighter games. Uh, it's also adding extra battle, which allows you to play daily challenges to unlock new crossover costumes. So, for example, Rashid in the Beautiful Joe costume. That's pretty rad. Huh. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they just seem to have added... Um, like, for example, they're they're cleaning up a lot of the things like your character XP and your levels. Like, those were always, like, behind the scenes. You never saw them. I guess they're right. bringing them forward. Uh, arcade mode also has a ton of uh, artwork and uh, illustrations to unlock, so there's stuff to unlock now in single player. Like, they seem to just be adding everything that should have been there, you know, that back in that February of 20, what was it, 2014, <laughs> or 2015 when the game launched, so... Yeah, uh, I'm kind of curious because I remember when everyone was up in arms saying like, "We want a story mode for Street Fighter Five. We want a story mode." And then when they finally gave it to gave it to the fans, nobody gave a shit that, at all. No, so well, the let's be fair. That story mode is terrible. It was bad. Yeah, sure. So I mean, you know, I want something that's good. I don't want something just so it's there. I want it to be mm-hmm. good. And this arcade mode looks rad. You know playing through the Street Fighter Alpha lineage with the characters that are supposed to be there just sounds cool. So, okay. I'm excited. Yeah. And the Arcade Edition is a free update if you own Street Fighter V. Um, this package that's coming out is for people who don't own it or don't own... Because it comes with Season 1, 2, and 3 characters, so you get... So, or, so couldn't you just spend, like, $9 on Street Fighter V and... Get this all for free instead of spending forty bucks on it. But you won't Very get true. the you won't get the twelve characters that are included with the second two packs. Oh, that's bullshit. oh no! What would I, don't I think, ever do with myself? I don't think you get the uh, the upcoming season three characters, Ken. With the arcade uh, mode. Uh, with the with the uh, yeah with the forty dollar purchase, I think that's separate. Oh, okay. Well, you still yeah, get so you get you, the first two season. Yeah, you still so. get the first twelve. So, mm-hmm. which is that's. I mean, those packs are thirty bucks, which is ridiculous, by the way. But yeah, yeah. the newest ones are going to be what? Um, Blanca. Yeah, they're uh, they're orig- returning characters. Well, not all of them. There's two. There's what G and what's her name? Fal Falks or something like so that. So wait, so wait, hold on. If you own Street Fighter Five, the original Street Fighter Five, yes, yep. you get the arcade mode update. Yes, which comes with everything that's in the forty dollar package. Except twelve characters. Yes. Yes. And what twelve characters are those? Oh man. Um, no, I mean you don't have to name off the characters, all the original I mean, characters. Uh, all the new characters that are released for the first season, or no, the new characters that are released for the second season, and in the first season had what Guile. Um, yeah, like uh, Balrog. They had. Balrog. And the, and those characters are DLC. Yes, those, yeah. were, those were DLC characters. If you, and it would cost you thirty bucks to buy that DLC for one. If of you them, if you play a lot of the them. game, you can use the five money to buy the characters. Though. You can you can buy you can buy. But characters it takes it takes a while to get yeah. the five money. Yeah, those nope. the each pack of six characters is thirty dollars. I think I bought Ibuki, and then that's basically the only character I bought from season one and two. So I still have some five money left to buy like whoever. I'll probably buy like Sakura or something like that because she's cool. Fight money! My fight money! Fight money! So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's, for, that's 40, how it goes. 40 bucks for that arcade edition, if you have not bitten on Street Fighter Five yet, is a pretty good deal, I think. 
Yeah, at this point, it's finally, like you said, it's finally the game that we wanted from the beginning, right? So. Yep, exactly. So I'm excited to see the patch. It's going live on Tuesday. I'll be very interested to pop that back in and play through those arcade modes. I think they sound cool. Is there yeah, going to be a box version of this, too? Yeah, just yeah. Di- just digital? Yeah, you can go to the store and just buy the arcade edition. I think the characters are, are codes in the box, though. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory. Say that three times fast. No, I'm good, man. <laughs> and Mutant Football League comes out of early access this week. Did you play that, Ken? Yeah, I played a lot of it. I love it. Yeah, you, you said it was good, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that game. I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see what they do for like the final version. Because it feels pretty feature complete right now. It's got multiplayer, single player... Um, uh, what do they call it? Like a campaign mode to go through with a team. Uh, so it's it feels pretty complete. So uh, Full Metal Furies is out this week. Uh, the Aquatic Adventure of the Last Human. All right. Uh, Vanishing of Ethan Carter is coming to Xbox One this week. I have that, and I have not really played it yet. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that game. Like, um, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but um, I don't know. Something about its pacing kind of threw me off in a lot of ways. It felt a little too slow. I got stuck in certain areas, and then I just never went back to it. But it has some really cool visuals and some ideas. But um, after Edith Finch, every game like that just kind of seems uninteresting. Yeah, that was very weird listening to. Drew's uh, Game of the Year podcast where they very rarely ever talked about Edith Finch and then listening to ours where we just ranted and raved about Edith Finch. Well, I, I you know, played it. You should play that game, Drew. It's really I, I, I felt like we should have talked about Destiny 2 more, Ken, you know, during oh, our God podcast. God damn it, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hey, shit. I had it on my list. Yeah, but did you, you didn't listen to their podcast, did you? Holy no, shit. No, I didn't. Yeah. They spoke about Destiny 2 for like an hour and ten minutes. It was insane. Oh my god. Destiny. But you know what? It was it was a very important game release for no, all three people present. So I get it. It's just fine. Uh, but, Vesta? Is that what right? Don't ask. I don't know. Uh, Linkapix Color for the 3DS. Uh, Kirby Battle Royale. Is that the street for the 3DS? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, neat. Uh, for the Switch, we've got Gunhouse, Energy Balance, Inner Space, Nightmare Boy, uh, Darkest Dungeon, <clears throat> Oh Sir, the Hollywood Roast, and Oh Sir, the Insult Simulator, World to the West, Nuclean, and Vesta. So 2018 already starting off with a bunch of Nintendo indie games. Oh, let's see. PS PC games with funny names. What do we got for 2019? Stunt Corgi. Wow. That's, I I got to look it up now. Let me see. Stunt Corgi. Also, I'm sure it's exactly what it sounds like. It probably is. It's a it's a VR game too. Sweet. Um, here's a good one: Civil Warfare: colon, Another bullet in the war. Another okay. bullet in the war. Edgy. Nice. 
Uh, Stun Corgi VR looks delightful. I'm I would sure, not mind playing this game. I'm sure it is. Uh, there's also a new version. There's two new versions of Animals Memory coming out this week, uh, including Dogs and Underwater Kingdom. That's that's exactly what you want to have too at the same time. Dogs and underwater underwater kingdoms is uh this goes hand to hand, you know, it's peanut butter jelly. That's right. Peanut butter jelly time. Okay. Let's get on to the news. You remember when Microsoft said they were bringing the Duke controller back? Don't yep. remember. Yeah. So they put out a price and release date. Some bitch is coming at the end of March. Anybody want to guess a price? I just want to know who wants that. There's quite a few people that do. You say so. I mean, I couldn't wait for the S controller. Although, I will say, I spent all the time that I played Morrowind on the Xbox, so hundreds of hours with the Duke controller. It's $70. God, why? Why? (laughs) Does it have the HC Rumble? That's that's the switch. What's wrong with you? I know, but that's that's what I mean. The the switch uh, pro controller seventy bucks. So I was like, eh, maybe. All right. Fucking overpriced. So there was quite a bit of news this week. Nintendo had a little mini direct. Sure did. It's, uh, it was two hours long, just like Ken said. Hey, I'm just reading rumors, man. <laughs> just reading rumors. That was some hopeful ass rumors, and then you kind of bought into it. I thought that was pretty amusing. So, Hyrule Warriors is coming to the Switch with all of the DLC from the, the Wii U and the 3DS versions. I kind of don't want to play that game ever again, so... I kind of want to play that game all, all yeah, I love that, that game. I liked oh. it. I, I enjoyed my first playthrough, but it's it's, it's a Musou game, man. It's, it's, it is, but you, it's a Musou it game with Zelda. And it's got, like, rockin' 80s Zelda music. It's pretty rad. The, the music is amazing, I'll give you that much, but I don't know. Once I play through a Musou game, playing through it again sounds like I'm wasting my life at that point. I don't know. Seems kind of crazy to me. Uh, Donkey Kong is coming to Mario plus Rabbids. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, po- Pocket Tournament is getting DLC. Two packs. One with one. Uh, each pack contains one new playable character and two support characters. I guess one of them is Blastoise. I don't know the other one. I don't know Pokemon no more. Too many Pokemon out there, man. Mario Tennis is coming to the Switch. A new game. Oh, nice. I, I never played a Mario Tennis game. Are those games good? They're really yes. They're yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Maybe I'll play this one. This one's got a single-player campaign story mode, so I'm down with that. Sweet. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is coming to the Switch, and if you have not played that game, you go play that game. It's one of the best 2D platformers ever made. It's super great. I have it on Wii U. Like I've had it for like years at this point. I never even booted it up oh once. Oh my god, you are missing out. That game is incredible. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. I'll, I'll get to it this time around for sure. Uh, Mario Odyssey is getting DLC, and it's exactly what you wanted. What? It's it's Luigi's Balloon Blast competitive game. No, that's definitely not exactly <laughs> what I want. <laughs> I was talking about Ryan. I had a I had a wish list of all the things I wanted for Odyssey, and that was at the top of my list, baby. Yeah. Luigi. Balloons. So Dark Souls is coming to the Switch. Yeah. And the Xbox yeah. One and the PS4 and the PC because they're remastering the first Dark Souls. See, it's a remaster, and it's not a remake, and that makes me not excited for this at all. 
It's just gonna look prettier and run run better. And I I did play that version of the game on PC. You know, this like uh, why why do I care at this point for a remaster? Do you are you excited for this at all? Is there a reason to be? Are you asking me, the guy that doesn't really like Dark Souls? Well, all of you guys. Drew, you like you like Dark Souls. You famously beat the first one. I, you're I the did. only person in the world that has beaten this, so you're the expert on the subject. Like you got to tell us how do you feel about this news, buddy? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I just don't care. If, if if Drew doesn't care, that means the rest of us should not care too, because he's he's the he's the you know the aforementioned expert on the subject. So there you go. Don't care. I mean, I beat I beat the game, so I don't need to do it again. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing left to be proven. It's all done. Detective Pikachu is coming to the West on the three. Was that was that during the no during that was oh, not okay. during okay uh, I was about a... to say I I missed that. It's also coming. With an oversized amiibo. Of course it is. Uh, like an oversized Detective Pikachu amiibo? Yep. Oh, we, man, that's awesome. Do we know the English voiceover for Pikachu yet? I thought it was Ryan Reynolds. That's what I it is too. for the movie. Is it yeah. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah, for the movie it is. But what about for the game? I, I doubt. It's 3DS game. I doubt they're going to do a voice. You don't think so? They'll probably just... Not... Is it? Is it voiced in the Japanese version? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has cussing. It'll probably just man. be him, the guy, and then they'll dub it or uh, subtitle it. Oh, I don't know. It's a, it's a Nintendo game. They always do uh, English localizations for that crap. Danny DeVito. Make it's it not, happen. It's not going to be Danny DeVito. <laughs> Make it happen. It's not. It's That's not. We need. It's not. It's don't not. tread on my dreams, Ken. You don't know. It's you don't not. Know things, okay? It's not Danny DeVito. Don't even worry about it's it. It's not Danny DeVito. <laughs> Dan DeVito's a myth. He doesn't exist. Sure he does. Um, HTC announced a new Vive. Called it the Vive Pro. Oh, oh yeah. Well. I forgot nobody cares about VR. Moving on. Nope. I just had a thought of Pikachu talking about rum ham. Okay. <laughs> you know from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I don't, I don't watch that. I, I do. Oh, that's oh god, he's so good in that show, dude. It's amazing. Hey, Bayonetta two is going to support amiibos, which makes it you know a less good of a game. Yeah. Why does it make it less good? Because <laughs> he they're going to so. add some content and they're going to block it off. If you don't have the amiibos, you don't get the content. Because because amiibos have have uh, offended Jay. He's a, yeah. he's afraid of amiibos. They are they are a cancer to this industry, and I hope they disappear forever and ever, never to return. Let's talk yeah. about the most important news of the week. Even Drew emailed about this news. Cyberpunk twenty seven and seven tweeted beep. Yep. Yep. I, I, We're gonna see some news. That's not news. That's, that's prelude. That's, oh, but it indicates that we will see some news soon. That's six characters. That's the definition of ridiculous. Like there was like, but that it's six characters more than they've tweeted in the last two years. Yes. But still, it just cracked me. I like I've seen like news reports on like six different websites. Like the Twitter account said beep. What could it mean? It's the devil <laughs> rainbow, baby. What could it mean? I I really hope it was just a coder that worked there that logged in and was like, I'm going to fuck with people. Uh, that would also be great. I would not mind that at all. But the thing is, we have not heard anything about Cyberpunk 
since that trailer in E3, like, 2014 or something like that. It's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> so I would love to see whatever the hell, you know, uh, CD Projekt Red is doing that is not Gwent. As much as I enjoy Gwent, uh, you know, I want to go into a brand new world of their making with the new characters and all the things that you can do in a cyberpunk world. That'd be, that'd be awesome. I want to see it. Yeah, the only thing I remember about the original trailer was uh, the uproar over the lady. Was there an uproar about that? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Go back and read some news stories about that. That's fun. No, no I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Alright, the last piece of news we're going to talk about is the awesome Blast Blue tag battle game. Cross tag battle, yeah. Cross, whatever fucking weird ass name they've come up with the fucking games. So that game is going to launch with 20 characters. That's for, only... for, for, for a game that is tag battle, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah, going to launch 20 with 20 characters, characters and it's going to end with 40. Yep. So half, half, of the, half of the roster is DLC characters. Half of the roster is DLC. Yep. Fuck you. Like, seriously. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, the game is not coming out soon. The game is coming out in June. Five months from now. And they make the announcement that, oh, yeah, we, we've already announced all the characters that's going to be in the game, but uh, we got these, we got 20 more characters coming out in DLC, so look forward to that. Five months away from release date, they, they threw out this news to their fans. What the fuck are they going to do for the next five months? You know? <clears throat> Count that money, boy! I don't understand it, man. Like, people gave Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite shit for being a tag game with only 30 characters on launch. Okay, 30 characters. 10 more than what Blazeburg Cross Tech and uh, Cross Tech Battle has. And the thing is, the audacity of these DLC characters is that most of these assets are already built. They're taking sprites made for these PS3 games from the Blazebrew catalog, the Persona 4 Arena catalog, the UNIL catalog. All the sprites, all the animation, all the sound effects and voice lines are made. Sure, they have to do some interactions. They got to do some more uh, animation and all that stuff. But the hardest part of the game, making the animations and making the frames, has been done. And they're not going to put these characters in. They're going to throw half of the roster as DLC. And so many of these like fan favorite characters are not in. Like they made a big deal about red, white, blue, and yellow being guest stars of this game. That series has four main characters. The original roster has only two of them. Out of four, they couldn't even have the decency to put the red, white, you know, black and yellow characters of that very name that they were, you know, putting out there. It's I don't know what they're thinking. I just I don't understand it at all. I was incredibly hyped for this game. Like they they were doing the uh, the the character reveals every month, like slowly rolling out the character. I thought they're gonna do this all the way till release day. We're gonna have like a roster of thirty plus characters at the very minimum, and then we're gonna go into sure it's Arxis and they have this history with uh, DLC, and that's fine, dude. Like if you want to make more money and if you want to continue supporting your game, you do DLC afterwards. But five min five months before your your game comes out, you that half of the roster is locked beyond DLC, that you're going to have a game that is tag-based, that where you have to select two characters, and you only have 20 characters to select from, from launch, when most of these assets are already built and made from back in 2010? You gotta be kidding me. 
Like, how do I, as a, as a huge fan of these games, like, I love Arc System Works games. Like, Blaze Blue, Persona 4 Arena, Unio, Guilty Gear, I play all of them. You know, I, I went so far as to, like, I used to go to events, like, fighting game events. I played against some of the best players in the world, like Evo Champions. I competed. I made resources for characters so that it would help people to learn character, like, uh, interactions and their combos and all this stuff. I've done many things for the fighting game community in the past because I love these games so much. And then they're taking this game, a Dream Team fighting game, that should have been a celebration of the history of Arc System Works, and then they just relegated to a paid platform where they sucker their most hardcore and loyal fans to paying for their favorite characters. The fuck, Arc System Works? <laughs> the fuck, man? Like... You want me to keep supporting your games, and then you do things like this, and I don't understand it. Oh, it like pisses me off to no end, man. I, I'm I'm so invested in these series, these characters, and this combat engine that you know I built up. Like most of my Twitter followers are from my fighting game days. Like over over like 150 of them are from the days where I used to play a lot of these fighting games, and they, I still talk about them regularly. And then the backlash of this news has been extreme. And rightly deserved. We don't have so much of the details because they des- they did not give us a detail of the pricing about all the inclusive packages. You could buy like a one inclusive package to get all 20 characters eventually. But we don't know the timetable for how long it's going to take for these characters to be released. Do I want to play this game for a year and a half to wait for these 20 characters to be real? To finally have the one character that I wanted at the very end of the life cycle of this game when nobody's playing the game anymore? No, of course not. More games are coming out constantly. You can't compete in in the fighting game market space and think your game is going to last that long. It's just not how it works. And they know this. And yet they made this decision five months before the game is even going to be out and they do all this stuff. And I just, I don't understand it from a financial standpoint. I don't understand it from a PR standpoint. I, it just does not make any sense. Help me understand it. Do you, tell me what's going on here. Like, do you do you, do you understand? Do you understand why they're doing this? It's 2018, and all the motherfucking weeaboos gonna pay for it. You think so? There's a lot oh, of backlash. Oh, there's a lot of backlash, but yeah. you know what? They'll buy it. They'll pay for it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna buy this game unless there's they make some like crazy changes. And I've been like a day one Arc Systems work fighting game uh, guy from the very beginning. So it's like, oh man, I don't know, dude. Like this, this points me. I was so excited when that reveal trailer came out during that Evil Finals. I was like, holy shit, they're finally making this, you know, Dream Team crossover game that I've always wanted. Not gonna have fucking Yosuke Hanamura from Persona Four, uh, you know, uh, along tag teaming with Subaki Yaoi from like Blade Blue, and have this like two characters that I've made in these games in one game where I can tag between the two and do some awesome combos and stuff. And my character A. One of them is not even in the game yet. She's going to be DLC, I can guarantee it. <laughs> and then, I, I, I don't know. Like, I hope they don't get away with this. I hope the backlash makes them change their mind. And then they do something about this. Maybe either they delay the game to the point where they at least have more of these characters in the game. Or they make it so that these DLC characters are priced as such where it is a nominal increase to the game's value. Like, if so you say, like, it's $80 to buy everything, including all the characters coming out for 20 and the thing is, if you're talking about individual prices for each character, guess how many characters uh, uh, cost for Blaze Blue, the uh, the X, uh, DLC characters? Just they're five dollars. They're five six dollars a piece. Eight dollars, Ken. Oh well. So if you're talking twenty characters that. times eight, that's hundred and sixty dollars you'd have to pay on top of the sixty dollars that the game costs 
So $220 in order to get this game in full. And that is not okay. I don't care how much this game costs to make. And by the way, it's not going to cost that much because, as I said, the assets have already been built and made. You know, they just have to have to make them work together. I understand that has a lot of development issues as well. I, you know, I'm not trying to downplay that at all. But making the characters, drawing the assets, going frame by frame, making sure everything animates correctly, that is the hardest part. And that's already done for 90% of the cast, if not more. And then they're doing this. I, I, hey. I just want to play these games, man. They, they just keep fucking it up, making me not want to play these games they're making. Atlas has a game for you. It's sequel to Gal Fighters. Gal Fighters? You don't you don't remember the other game announced at the direct? The the Oh, it's um it's an SNK thing, right? Yeah, the Gal Fighters was an SNK thing. It was the all female fighting game equivalent of King of Fighters. I heard it's like a one bat one button combat engine or something. Hell yeah, I can play this game. <laughs> it's it's not I, I get it. It's, it'll be cute. And you know, you're just dissing Weeaboos and you're excited for this game? Come on, that is a game made for Weeaboo purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's true. Did you see those costumes, man? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, there's, a, there's a Vita game you can play if you're into uh, that. Uh, uh, like, yeah. can you, can, you can rub your finger oh, on the swimsuit yeah. and then you know, just hell rub yeah. the blood away. It's hell good. Yeah. But yeah, I... As you, as you can kind of see, I'm getting really worked up about it because I'm really invested in the, not just in the catalog of Arxis Works games, but just in this one particular game that I was really excited for. One of my most anticipated games of this year, and then I'm not even going to buy it now as it as it stands. Um, maybe I'll rent it, maybe I'll review it, I don't know. But fuck, man. It's like a dagger through my heart. Hurts. Yeah, I don't know. That, that seemed like a really weird thing to talk about after the backlash fighting games have gotten for so many years about this yep. stuff. I don't know, but yeah, that's that's bad times. All right, I did get an email uh, from Henrik. Uh, I think it was supposed to be for last week, but I'm going to go ahead and read it because it's his game of the year. Uh, it says, hello, gentlemen. It's been quite some time since I've written in, so I thought it was time for a recap. Last year, I finally tried Shadow of Mordor, played it for about five or six hours, and that was it. Repetitive, bland, and in 20 minutes, your whole map and HUD thingy is filled to the brim with things that you can do and see and learn in Jesus Christ, let me breathe game. <clears throat> also, I tried to play Dishonored 2 early in the year, sneaking as I did in the first game. The first game did sneaking excellent. This, though, was shit. I went back some months later and just did it Ken style. I murdered everybody and everything. I thought, <laughs> fuck it, why not? It was alright, not great or anything, but enjoyable. Sorry, Ryan. Is that yeah, accurate well, to your style, Ken? Is that? Oh yeah, I murder everybody. Yeah. I don't oh, care. Okay. I I disagree. I sneaked my way through the whole game and didn't have uh, didn't have trouble with it. So my experience was different. Uh, he says, "Lastly, I thought I'd add my list uh, as many others have done. Now mine is quite short because I watch a lot of TV shows, work shifts, and that time-sucking, sexy beast that is Heroes of the Storm takes up way too much of my week. <laughs> Three years going strong, baby." Also, only PS4 because I spend money on food so I don't starve. <laughs> Probably a good idea. That's, yeah, that's uh, that's that's priority, you know. That's, yep. That's I do play a lot of Heroes of the Storm as well. Number five, For Honor. <laughs> Great new mechanics, fun gameplay, but it would have la- uh, it would have lasted longer and placed higher on my list if my friends were playing games. Number four, South Park: The Broken Sphincter. <laughs> Sorry. Funny as fuck, great length, but it was uh, wasn't as impactful as the first. 
Mm. Number three, Wolfenstein 2. What an absolute mad fucking game. It's so it's just so stupid, so bizarre, and so much fun. Number two, Life is Strange Before the Storm. I adore this series. Oh. I immerse myself completely in the characters, the story, the world on the point of being obsessive. After every episode, I dive straight into the subreddit and read all of the theories and the thoughts of others. I can't wait for the second season. Surprise, surprise, number one, Horizon Zero Dawn. I think Ryan summed it up perfectly when he talked about uh, it on the Game of the Year show, how new and fresh this is from the guys that gave us Killzone, how very pretty this world is, the story is phenomenal, the characters are just so expressive, and the gameplay is on point all the time. Furthermore, when I heard the voice actor for Aloy, my immediate thought was, yep, this is going to be something special. As I said in my number two choice, Life is Strange is special to me, and when Aloy is voiced by Ashley Birch, the talented lady who did Chloe in the first season, blue-haired oh. girl, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself smile every time Aloy opened her mouth. Great fucking game. Things I wish I had played, played more of this year. Neo just started yesterday. Jay, calm down. Uh, Pathetic. <laughs> uh, SteamWorld Dig Two. Oh, that's a great game. Hellblade, Prey, Cuphead, and Assassin's Creed Origins. My disappointment was Halo Wars 2. My friend and I were so excited to play co-op like in the first game. We loved that one. This one, though, was so fucking impossible. The game discourages co-op by sending a fucking laser beam on you when you're too much ahead. Stupid, unfair, crappy disappointment. Long email as usual, but in, but between work, gaming, TV shows, movies, contributing to my brother's newly started podcast, and more, I easily forget to write in. But it doesn't mean you're not in my ear holes every single week. Enjoy that. Bye. Thank you very much. I I too enjoy your ear holes. So yeah. No, it's just just. Stop. I like being in your ear holes. Oh my god! Stop. Yeah, it's getting deep. This is like traveling into Silence of the Lambs creepiness. <laughs> I hit his level with some fava beans. <laughs> fava beans? Nice candy. See, when you say fava beans, all I think about is the fucking jerky boys. I have some fava beans. <laughs> the fucking jerky boys. <laughs> when was the last time the fucking jerky boys were relevant? Probably the, the last time. What the fuck is a jerky boy? I don't even know what that is. They, they used you know, to, I tried to explain boys. the jerky boys to my wife a couple weeks ago, and it went about as well as you expect. Can you, can so, you believe they actually made a movie? They made a movie, yeah. So the Jerky Boys were a group of guys who did prank calls for the most part. Okay. And they were famous for that. And then they gave them a movie. (laughs) That movie is bad, by the way. Yeah. The movie's horrible. But I guess they were – were they radio jockeys? I don't know. I don't know where they started originally, but (laughs) – I have what's all over my um... ass and genitalia. (laughs) (laughs) I could st- I can still quote half of those CDs. Oh, they're so good. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure day. they. Yeah. Were they the guys that did the soundboards and stuff like that? Uh, no, 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 no. They they did voices and they had characters that they would uh, that they would play. Yeah, this was back in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And and, uh, when my brother and I were teenagers, we thought it was the funniest thing ever. Oh, we I um, did too. I did too. It uh, listening going back and listen to it at now. There's parts of it that are still funny, and there's parts where I'm like, "Ugh, that is not as funny as I remember." Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this, yeah, this was guys, this was this was at a time good. before uh, things were the way they are now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just mean some of the like some of the jokes. Oh uh, no, yeah. That I thought were funny. 
I'm like, uh, I don't really think that's that funny anymore. It well, just seems a little. Goofy. You're also in your 30s and not in yeah, your teens no. anymore. When so. I was when I was a teenager, <laughs> it was a lot funnier. The uh, the uh, the the one I always remember is the uh, I play the flute on my side. <laughs> I slapped in my ass when I play my flute. What? <laughs> it's you gotta, I, it's you gotta go. Yeah, you gotta. You, you had to have either been there or you have to go back and listen to it. I mean, now yeah. you're probably gonna be like, "Why is this funny?" Because it's not funny. Yeah. But right. back then, when you're like 15 years old, and there's these guys calling up and doing these voices too, and and the reactions of the people they're calling because they're real people is the yeah, best. These are real crank calls. Yeah. So like that's the best. It's like, what the fuck are you? T- I swear, I swear, I have the warts all over my ass. And I need somebody to come and take them off. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really bad. It's bad, yeah. But okay. at, again, when I was 14, I thought it was the funniest thing that ever existed. Oh, God, yeah. I'm pretty sure they were radio disc jockeys. I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm, yeah. I mean, they didn't exist in like the the early days of like YouTube. They would have blown up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. They were kind of Well, I mean, first... they got a movie, so it, yeah. it, it, I mean, it kind of fair, blew fair, up as yeah. much as it could. Yeah, it was it was pretty big back in like the early 90s. Um, another one that I thought was funny was uh, Lonmont Potion Castle, if you guys ever heard of him. Uh, he, was, he was always a guy who would call and do his best to get credit card information. And that, that's, that's what so he— that... That's that's illegal. I know, but he 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 would never do it. He and nobody would be dumb enough to give it to him. But there's there's somewhere he's just calling. He's like he's with UPS, and he does stuff to like confuse people and then be like, all right, look, I just need a credit card number. And I'm like, no, we're not going to give you a credit card number. And he's like, well, you know, this if you want to get this done, we got to you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's funny, but he's not intentionally trying to be funny. It's weird. You can look him up. It's it's all on YouTube. A lot of his stuff's on YouTube, and this was back in probably the late '90s, early 2000s. Hmm. The last uh, prank call that I, I listened to that I thought was really funny was the uh, the John Cena prank call from I think is like the the Morning Zoo or whatever. Right. Yeah. And that that was really funny, and that's like the last one that I've heard in a long, long time. Yeah, these guys, yeah. according to the Wikipedia yeah. page, the Jerky Boys started in 1989. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Pr- prank calls stopped really kind of being a thing. Caller ID <laughs> happened. Yeah. 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 Everyone streams their calls now. I, I remember there was a guy named uh, what was his name? Tom Mabe, I think was his name. That would uh, his stuff was called Revenge on the Telemarketers, and he would record every call when a telemarketer would call him, and he would make up some crazy story or use some crazy voice. So. Uh, like a carpet cleaning telemarketer would call him and he would put on this real paranoid voice and ask him if they get blood out of the carpet and how important <laughs> it is that he gets this blood out of the carpet and I there's just that. so much blood. <laughs> uh, like, can you get this blood? Can you get blood out of carpet? I mean, so much blood out of the carpet. Uh, there's one on YouTube. It's really funny. I can't remember what it is, uh, but they use like a little animation for stuff. And it's a guy who. He's like a telemarketer, and <laughs> he's wanting his credit card information. The first thing he does, he answers the phone. He says, hey, could you hang on one second? And he says like several minutes later, he comes back, okay, sorry about that. He's like, yeah, I got this new dog, and it's like going nuts in my house. 
<laughs> and he's like, hey, stop, stop. Hey, hang on one minute. And it says several minutes later again. <laughs> so he just tries <laughs> to keep him on hold as much as possible. <laughs> the guy on the other end is getting really pissed off. <laughs> it's amazing in the days where uh, I know caller ID, but it's just amazing to me in the days where everyone has a phone on them at any given time. Prank calls have basically disappeared. Yep. Yeah, that is, you know, that's a very interesting thing you just brought up, Ryan. You figure prank calls would be going nuts at this point, right? There's, you think? Yeah, there's Everybody a lot of ways to make a call any given out. time. The yeah. problem is, is that nobody answers their phone if they don't recognize the number. Nope. True yeah, too. There's just too many telemarketers ruining it for the prank callers, I guess. Oh my god! So there's a prank. It's not a prank call. It's a telemarketer. And you know, like nowadays, they don't even have like real life people doing them. No. It's just like it's like a, a recording, and you answer, and they hear what you say. And I literally got one the other day, and I thought it was a person. It legit tricked me. Yep. I think did I, did I tell you about this already? No. Okay, so I live in the South, right? No. So when really? you got when you're when a you, kid. When you got a guy who sounds like he's really southern from around here, here's what happened. I answer the phone, and this guy sounds even more southern than me. He's like, hey, is Donald there? And I'm like, man, you got the wrong number. And he's like, well, maybe you can help me. And I'm trying to ke- collect donations for the you know veterans or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. I have got fuck- that phone call. That, I was like, that, that, I thought that was real. <laughs> it tricked me. I have got that phone call. You know what the funny thing is? The fact that they decided to go with the name Donald. Yeah. It's kind of like the, yeah. It is, it is. So a, a guy who sounds like he's from the South asking for a guy whose name probably comes from the South. <laughs> and, and I was just like, okay. Uh, sorry, man. You got the wrong number. And then it just went into a spiel. I'm like, oh, my God. And I hung up on it. And I was how, like. How long did you listen to the spiel before you hung up on it? Oh, I hung up like within like two seconds. Okay. And I was like, oh, it's a fucking recording. And I've, I've, I've memorized the names now because I get them all at work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hi, this is Jason. And I'm like, oh, it's Jason again. Because <laughs> here's, here's the thing. You can, you can hear it, right? I answer the phone. I go, hello. And it's silence for about a second and a half. And you hear, what? And it says, hi. How are you doing today? I'm like, I'm okay. Well, this is Jason. I was like, and now I know who it is. So I'm just like, Jason, is this you again? Is that you? This is Jason. <laughs> and I'm like, I knew it. How you doing, man? I talked to you like five minutes ago. No, you should you should like get angry at him and be like, "Fuck you, Jason! Stop calling me!" Look, I don't want to do that with like my bosses standing around. Oh yeah, man! Telemarketer calls have been gotten extreme. I have this thing that lets me know if it's a spam phone call nowadays or like suspected spam caller, yeah. and then I just kind of ignore it at that point. But I would say that a good forty percent. Uh, of my phone calls, especially during certain times of the day, are from telemarketers. I just can't stop them. I'm on, you know, do not call this and all that other stuff, but does not stop them in the slightest. Absolutely not. That's the thing. Yeah, I'll tell you another thing. You can actually find this on YouTube. This guy did TED Talks. He, I think he's a comedian, but at the same time, he has took it upon himself for like the past three years to respond to every spam email and just go through this long string of emails with this person, like kind of just poking fun and stuff like that. I can't remember what it is, but he like he did a TED talk. He's actually really funny because he describes like what he did and what he responded with with like screenshots and stuff. That's really funny. You should check yeah, that out. Yeah, uh, you linked it during an email chain. I actually watched uh, one of his videos. So it's actually really good. Yeah, he's really funny. All right. So let's head over to the Twitter. Uh, Adam says, 
I enjoyed that Jay jabbed John for rambling on. Coming from Jay, the biggest rambler of them all, and then he put a smiley face with a tongue sticking out. Am I the biggest rambling of them all? You well, can go on some tirades. Oh, yeah, that, certainly. I mean, that, I went on today, right? Now that John's but, gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess I am number... After John, yeah, I think I am number one. Yeah. Damn. Damn, I'm now... Now I'm the poorest kid on the block. You yeah. are. Uh, Craig says, Hello, question for you all. Why am I so rubbish at PUBG? Trust me, I would be too if I played it. I I, I can't answer that. I don't know your skill set. I think uh, you have to be... The way I've seen PUBG and I've seen some streams of it, play like a coward. Don't get into fights unless you need to. Or just I cheat think, on yeah. PC. You can just do that. Yeah, I guess. Get some aim bots. Yeah, that's fine. Is there a lot of cheating on PUBG? In the PC version, apparently it's become a huge issue, yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Nivex says, what's the biggest shithole in gaming right now? Microtransactions? Um, I would say so, right? That's whole part of the whole Battlefront DA, all this stuff with DLC, right? Makes sense. I guess. I just don't pay for them. Yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. I just, I just play the game. Whatever. Uh, Dustin says, uh, awesome games done quick. Was awesome this year. So many good runs. It was disheartening seeing it only from, uh, seeing it only at the third most popular channel on Twitch, though. I didn't watch a single run this year. I, uh, I watched a lot. It was, uh, it was great this year. It just usually is. I feel like they're getting a little too crazy with constantly asking for donations. Like, they, they're really competitive with trying to beat their records and stuff like that. So it's like every few minutes they're like, come on, man, get your, get the donations. <laughs> let me just watch the runs, you know, just just be quiet for like 10 minutes. Just let the, I get it. They're raising money for charity. That's nice. I donated too. But, like, just just settle down. Just fucking settle down for a like, minute. Come, come on, man. Just, just give me a dollar. Just give me about three fifty. Three fifty. I need about three fifty. If everyone watching now donated about three fifty, we meet the incentive. Dustin says the city of beta beta plays a lot better, but it still feels clunky for a fighting game. Not like DBZ. That game feels great. I would love to have an opinion on DB Fighter Z, but I do not have one. It's good. I didn't play this beta. I played the first one. It's good. It's good. He also says, while waiting for Monster Hunter, I've been getting a lot of my backlog cleaned up. Feels good. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are really excited for the Dark Souls remaster. Personally, I would have liked a Demon Souls remaster. Yeah, I also pointed that out too. Being a PS3-only game where you can play it nowhere else, being the least uh, well-optimized game of the bunch, yeah, that's the game that needed a remaster, not Dark Souls, right? It's fine. Uh, He says, I played through Indigo Prophecy and enjoyed the story. The QTEs were so bad, I had to put it on easy, but I still like the game. Oh, man. I remember the giant QTE little things for Simon Says. Remember those things? They're huge. I just really hate that game. Ah, I, I thought it was cool for his time, but if you go back to it now, it's pretty... It's pretty It's, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty David Cagey. Mm-hmm. Emotion. Emotion. Uh, finally, un- uh, finally played un- the Undead Nightmare for Red Dead, and my God, that's a glitchy mess. Was fun getting back to that world. I don't remember that being glitchy, but that's been a long time since I played it. It had some open world jank to it. I mean, Red Dead itself did, but um, man, Undead Nightmare—that was that's so good. That's some of that's some of the best 
DLC ever made. Yeah. Speaking of Red Dead, do we have any information about when that game might be coming out or any information based on that? No, it's Rockstar. I, I yeah. hear a lot of things, but it's Rockstar, so you take it all with a grain of salt. Fair enough. My guess is going to be May, because that seems to be the window every Rockstar game comes out in. So. Okay. Uh, he also says, I might be one of the few, but Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep isn't very good. I also dislike playing games three times to get the full story. How do, you, how, do you, how do you like that, Drew? That's my favorite Kingdom Hearts game. Take that. Because you can actually understand it. <laughs> did Kinda. you beat it all with all three characters? I did. You did? Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And finally, he says, started up Valkyria Chronicles 2, and that is getting me really excited for Valkyria 4 this spring. Hopefully they bring over 3 one day. Yeah, I have the same wish. Maybe they'll do like a remaster for PS4. That will include... Valkyrie Chronicles 2 and 3, that would be the dream, because I think those games would benefit greatly uh, from some changes here and there. I think Valkyrie Chronicles 2 is considered a mediocre game <clears throat> compared to Valkyrie Chronicles 1, and 3 is supposed to be the second best of the series, and uh, I never got to play that, unfortunately. I'm sure it'll get Eventually, re- one of these days I'm going to go back and play that remaster 1. Uh, did you play the original game when it first came out? On I, I did, yeah. Uh, I don't know what she, what did they change for the remaster. It just looks pretty. I think it just looks better. Okay, I'm not that interested. I already beat that game twice, so I didn't. I don't. I never beat it the first time, so. Oh uh, yeah, if you never did, then definitely Ryan. Uh, that game was great. I mean, they're remastering the Blob too, so everything gets a remaster. It'll be fine. <clears throat> Um, last one comes from Chad. He says, I kind of want the DLC for Red Dead Redemption 2 to be Rockstar's take on the old Oregon Trail game using modern day graphics and assets. You have died of dysentery. Oregon Trails. You, oh, are you really going to ask me about the Oregon no, Trails? No, no, no. I, okay. I love Oregon Trails, dude. That's like <laughs> one of the first games I've ever played. But like, I'm trying to think about it. Would a visual upgrade really help Oregon Trails? It's kind of a, a text-based game in a lot of ways. With oh, visual man, did you, top. did you not play the version where you could, like, shoot the deer? The little shoot yeah, the there was deer? there was, like, a FMV version almost. Yeah. I never played the FMV version. I played the OEG, man. Oh, I did, too, <laughs> but eventually, like, even the, even the old um, crappy graphics one that wasn't FMV had a little shooting minigame. Yeah, like, where you can hunt. I, I, yeah, the I think deers. I remember that maybe. What I remember from Oregon Trails, and I remember this finally, is uh, I had the like the 486 version of Oregon Trails, and I finally got like a Pentium 100 Pentium computer like way back when. And I was like, oh man, I want to try playing Oregon Trails on this. And then the Oregon Trail got super screwed up because the CPU was running too fast, so that it was it was running at like 20 times the speed and it was unplayable. And I was like, I can't play this game anymore. So. What, are you, what are you talking about? I mean, you, you got to get your benchmarks on Oregon Trail. Yeah, no, dude. It's just, it's a, you know, I, I got that 1080 Ti. I plugged in that Oregon Trail to see how it runs, but I still can't get that 60 frames per second. You know, it's just a tough game to. I can, I can remember the game that I would always use to test my 3D effects cards. Oh yeah, what was it? Forsaken. 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 Wow. Yeah. Forsaken. That game had a great engine for testing FPS back in the day. And it even had its own little tester that you could run, that it would run through a level of the game and give you your little benchmark. Really? Yep. Huh. I had no idea. And then I played that game on the PlayStation. I'm like, oh! oh. 
And then you're like, PC Master Race, baby. But back then, it was way <laughs> different between the two. But holy crap, the PS1 version was terrible. Didn't, didn't they port, like, Doom to, like, Nintendo 64 and stuff like yes, that? They, did. they, they didn't, did. They didn't yeah. port Doom to the Nintendo 64. Yeah, they made I, like, I, remember that. I remember that pixelated mix. No, no, no. Oh. Doom on the 64 was its own game. Yeah, was it? It's never. It has never been redone on it. It's it's its owner. It's a fucking great. It's totally different than every other version of Doom. Interesting. If you have never played Doom sixty four, you owe it to yourself to play that game. It is. I don't don't know about that. No, 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 no. It is. It is incredible. It is. (sighs) So, like regular Doom is very like in your face. In a lot of the levels, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. like, got the rockin' soundtrack, and Doom 64 is dark and moody and, and like, legitimately, like, creepy, and it's a different game. So it's it's not a port of Doom, it's just on the original game. Everything is rebuilt for the game. Like, all of the monsters are redesigned, the weapons are redesigned, the levels are, it's it's a different game, and it's never been available anywhere else. It's Except for Virtual Console on the Switch. Yeah, that doesn't exist. That's fake news, Jay. <laughs> That's fake no, news. I, I I saw it in the two-hour uh, Nintendo Direct that we got on uh, on Thursday. It was really good. So, I just I just want to squeal right now that the Jaguars are whooping the Steelers, and it's everything I could ever dream for. What do you got against the Steelers, bro? I hate the Steelers. <laughs> I hate that team, and the Jaguars are whooping them twenty-one to nothing before halftime. And it's holy crap! Are you beautiful. serious? I am that dead serious. It's beautiful. Oh god, I gotta get out of here and go watch this game so I can watch an ass whooping. All right, let's wrap it up then. All right, so that is all the tweets. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcast at ztgd.com. You want to follow us on Twitter, it's at n4g podcast. You can also uh, follow us individually. Drew is at dml fury. Jay is at butterfly j and Ryan. Is it one? No, it's not Wombat RP. Oh, fucked up. It is. Oh, it, oh, okay. So you switched it from yeah. the other one. That's right. Never mind. Yeah. Now it's Wait. Wombat RP. <clears throat> and you can follow me at ZTGD. If you want to follow the site, it's what Drew. Follow the site. Yeah. It's uh, ZTGD content. Yeah, you tweet everything there. I already forgot what it was. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I get an email every morning when you're going to tweet from there to tell me that someone has logged in from another computer. Someone has logged in from another computer. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. I was like, well, Drew's posting the news for the day. Here we go. Oh, man, that's funny. But anyway, that is it. 2018 has begun. Everybody ready for some fighting games and some monster hunting and all kinds of stuff. Oh, man, I'm so ready for Monster Hunter. Well, it's coming soon. It. It's coming soon. I cannot wait. Not soon enough. All right. Well, we are out of here. We'll see you next week unless anybody has anything else. Nine. Nope. Twelve. All righty. And it goes something like this.